All right, Father, we thank you. We ask that we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. We can build you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified, even as we are edified in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right. Utterance, oh, revelation. <laughs> revelation gifts in the leading of the Spirit. Like I said, I always like to start with John 8, verse 12. Let's go there. Okay. John 8, 12. It says that, Then Jesus spake unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And I've explained to us that when he says shall not walk in darkness, shall have the light of life, shows us that as Christians, as believers, we must pay cognizance to the fact that we have the light of life, we have illumination, we cannot be confused. Always see it. I, I think maybe that's why I like starting this series with that. To see it that a believer cannot be confused. Do you see it now? That, okay, once you are going through a confusion, you're probably, something is just probably wrong somewhere. But a believer naturally should not be confused because he has the light of life. Are you getting what I'm saying? And directions are very key. You and I are going to need directions every day. Uh, Not let me say every day, but at least at every season of our lives, we're going to have to need directions, what to do, where to go, what steps to take, what next to do. So we are looking at utterances and revelations in the leading of the Spirit. And we have done utterances. Utterances is the party. Now we are doing revelation. Look at 1 Corinthians 14 verse 6. 1 Corinthians 14 6. 1 Corinthians 14 6. And he says that, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you? Except I speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine. So, Paul said, what shall he prophesy if I speak to you by revelation? Look at in verse 26. I see them, brethren, everyone come together. Uh, when, I, when, when you come together, every one of you had a psalm, had a doctrine, had a tongue, had a revelation. The word revelation. At an interpretation and let all things be done unto a divine revelation. Now, so that's the so the word revelation is from the Greek word apocalypsis. Apocalypsis. Apocalypsis is the Greek word revelation, and it implies to reveal, to uncover, to unveil, to expose. Apocalypsis to reveal, to uncover, to unveil, to expose. That's the, that's, that's the word revelation. That means it's revealing something. You are, it's revealing something. You are uncovering something. You are unveiling something. You are exposing something. That's revelation. So, and um, it says, look at it, verse 30, First uh, Corinthians 14, 30. It says, if anything be revealed to another, so that is, if anything be, be, if anything be uncovered, right? If anything be unveiled, 
if anything be exposed, right, to another. So he says, uh, for we all may prophesy one by one that we will learn and we will be comforted. So and we are saying, and, and look at the First Corinthians 12, verse 4. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. So we said Revelation is from the word Apocalypsis, right? A-P-O-K-A-L-U-P-I-S-S. So look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. It says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, uh, but there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord, but there are diversities of operations, but is the same God which worketh all in all, and the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without, and for to one is given the Spirit word of wisdom, uh, to another word of knowledge by the same Spirit. So that shows that you, as a believer, the things and the gifts of the Spirit is well residence in you. The gifts of the Spirit is well resident in you. You don't struggle. See, one thing you must always learn is that you don't struggle with the gifts of the Spirit. You don't. You can flow naturally with revelation. You can flow naturally with, with utterances because the Spirit is already given to you to profit without. The manifestations of the Spirit is already given to you already. And it is given to profit somebody, to profit without. So, and it says, to one is giving, and so that, and I explained to us that, that um, Revelation gives, that there are three classifications of the gifts of the Spirit. There's the utterance gift, and the utterance gift deals with the speaking. That is, the gifts of the Spirit that is resident with the believer, that these we speak in. That's why we see tongues. We see interpretation of tongues. We see prophecy. And I said tongues plus interpretation is equal to prophecy. So there's no way you want to prophesy. You would not go with tongues and interpretation. There's no way. So you will see revelation gives. Revelation gives is the gifts of the Spirit of the believer that reveals and unveil facts. It reveals and unveils facts. That is, when they are in operation in and through the believer, facts about people, facts about places, facts about events. Look, let's look at something, guys. Facts about what? Events. Now, what is an event, guys? An event can be a scenario. You have to describe a scenario and you are in details about it. So an event can be that you can describe the clothes that somebody is wearing. So fact about people, fact about places, fact about events and things are revealed and unveiled. And under the revelation gift you will have the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits. And in essence, these revelations deals with wisdom, knowledge, and perception. I explained that to us uh, uh, over the weekend. I said it deals with wisdom, knowledge, and perception. And I said that uh, in th when these operations of the gifts of the Spirit are working through the believer, they are uncovering, they are discovering, they are revealing information about people, about places, about things, about events, and they are in action. And actions is that your that is and now see. Let me tell you the beauty about it. Your mind is not aware of it. Your it's not as if you had a preconceived notion about it before that you are now seeing it or say, oh, you live in number 
26. Because I know that you live in number 26 now. I'm not telling you, you live in number 26. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's not it. It's just basically saying, you live in number 26. Because, and I'm telling you because your mind is not aware of it. Or my, no, not your mind. My own mind. You, you are aware of where you live. <laughs> but my own mind is not aware of the number 26. As you get to what I'm saying. So, it's basically a fact that your mind is not aware of. And it deals with perception. I, and I was telling you something that I said loosely last time. I said, sometimes, eh, with experience, sometimes you just have to, you just have to, as it were, learn to master the workings of the spirit within you. That's when you sense something, it means this. When to, you just will probably get to it, sharp. But let's look at word of wisdom. What, what, let's look at the word of knowledge. A word of knowledge. Now look at First Corinthians twelve verse eight. First Corinthians twelve verse eight. It says that to one is given by the spirit word of wisdom to another a word of knowledge by the same spirit. So that shows that the phrase the word was actually translated when it says the word. Because it says word of knowledge. So when it says the word. Now the word is translated from the Greek lexicon. Which is logos. Greek lexicon which is logos. The word logos. And it implies an account. The, ex, the essence. Idea. Summation. Mindset. Or the summation of. I'll come again. Logos. It implies an account, the essence, idea, summation, mindset, or the submission of. Now, let's see where, where let's see. Look at, you recall something in John 1. You know that it says in John 1, John used that phrase, the word, and it refers to a person specific. When it says in John 1 verse 1, that the word became flesh, and in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God, and in the beginning was the word. And in the beginning, it says, uh, the same was in the beginning with God, and all things were made by him, and without him was not anything that was made. And don't forget in verse 14 of that same John 1, it now says that the word became flesh, and it dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So and so this is so so John used it as a person specific here. Don't forget we said the word means what? An account, right? The essence, idea, submission, the essence or the summation of. And John was using it to a person specific in, in account, and that person specific is Christ Jesus here. Now this is similar to what what um, Paul was explaining to Timothy in his letter in First Timothy three verse sixteen when he says. And without controversy, First Timothy three sixteen, where it says, "And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of the angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believing unto the word, or uh, receive up in glory." He said so. It was similar to what he was saying. Look at what he also did in Philippians two. Philippians two. Philippians 2 verse 5, it says, look, Philippians 2, 
It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. He says, and being found the fashion of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death or to the cross. Wherefore God that highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every other name. So when John used that terminology, the word in the Synoptic Gospel, it was for a person, Christ Jesus, who existed before creation and all events and all of those things. But don't forget, we are still trying to study. This is just for uh, contextual context of looking at everything in, 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 in context. So when he now says, so when Paul is now saying the word of knowledge, the word of knowledge can better be understood as a word of knowledge. And it will imply to have a divinely granted knowledge. So now, look at, look at what the scriptures did with us. Follow me, guys. Look at me, guys. I want you to really understand this. When it says the word, right? We said the word means logos, right? It means mindset, right? An account of. And, and look at how John put it. We saw who the account of the word is as who? Christ, right? Now, see. Now, when it now says a word of knowledge... A word of knowledge, it means that it will imply that we have, we have divine... Let me tell you, let me, before, I, before I even explain this, let me tell you one thing knowledge does. Knowledge puts things in a proper context and in a proper application for you such that your practice of it will become sharper and become better because it's like, it's like saying, nah, I know. You know, how many of you, you've solved like a mass equation before and you've tried, you, let's, you tried and tried and tried and tried and tried, and you just couldn't get, get that mass equation. And when they just did correction for you, and the child just gone, he just did something, and you just say, ah, so this is that simple. Like, wow. You know, if they give you another one, even if you don't get the answer, you are going to be very close to the answer. You will follow the exact workings. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's something knowledge does. It, it just gives you that. As it were, that sharpness as touching it. So now look at what um, word of knowledge means now. Knowledge, it will imply to, so when it says a word of knowledge, it will imply to have a divinely granted knowledge or a fragment of a knowledge or a fragment of knowledge. Thus, the term a word will refer to an account or a, or a part of a whole an account or a part of a whole. That word logos was used in the ancient Greek for journalists, eyewitnesses, who were supposed to report what has happened or currently happening. Just like all those CNN guys. Just say, um, somebody mimicked them on TikTok recently and I watched it and I said, why is it that? Um, why is it that? Anytime, how many of you have watched news before? And when they are connecting to somebody on, in another city, you know, they will be in the studio. They are, and they will probably be watching the screen. You will be watching somebody in another city. When they first connect to the person, I say, over to you. Um, so, Jim, can, can favor, can you tell us what is happening in Washington, D.C. right now? And just see, you know, you will be holding the mic already. Like, uh, waiting for them to tell you. You will shake your head like, 
Can you tell us why they used to so the one who was Mimiki there? Say, why they used to shake? Can you tell us what is going on in Washington DC right now? This and that and that. So then so what the person said as the person was Mimiki them is be like five seconds or one minute when they connect to you and say over to you now. You will still be shaky head. How many will notice it? You will not they, they will not say anything. They will it's like the network is slower. They will still be shaky head. Are we we are even watching like talk now? <laughs> yeah, well, um what is going on right now at my back? It's just that this is the I don't know is happy because that's the thing, that's the kind of thing you wanted to be doing with your life. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so all right, this is that. So that's what logos me. Understanding that thing now, that's logos giving you detailed account of. All right, guys. So this is what's going on in Washington D.C. right now. Such that they are fighting. The the the, the, the word of God. No, let me say they are fighting. The word of God is prevailing. The power of God is moving uh, upward, and the power of God is just so strong in Washington D.C. right now. And such that many people are coming into the light of the gospel. We can just see some young, 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 young people. Even some 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 some, some high schoolers. They just believe in the word. So, the, so you know another person they will ask question. So you mean the high schoolers are believing the world? You know, they will not suppose again and still shake it, and still shake it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so crazy, right? Yeah, such that uh the things that I'm seeing is just so amazing, but it's such a good, 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 good time. Good, good time. You know, it's not like a sport analyst. Actually, after we finish watching a game, can Messi deliver to his country? You know, I've been watching that game almost all this week and I've been crying. <laughs> I was saying it will not dream yesterday. Like, I've been watching this game all this and, and tears is almost on my tears is in my eyes. Like God just gave this messy guy this World Cup. Nobody can tell me anything. It must be destiny. The last World Cup you want to play. Oppositions, it it, so the, 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 I think the reason why I remembered the World Cup thing, because I've been watching it almost all week. I think the reason why I, was when I saw something on Twitter. Somebody said that how we, it is in no greed for a 23 year old Mbappe to be with me for World Cup. <laughs> now, what is a greedy 23 year old guy? He has won one before. His greediness that is making him want to win the second one. When his goat is playing. <laughs> But ah, that guy was just. How do we get here? See, let's let's. This is no mercy because if I stay on this one, I will not leave. <laughs> Journalist, right? Okay, because I've been crying all week on that. Like ah, I find I still want to cry again. Like ah, God, that that ah, that uh, ah, mercy one. Like his silence or ah. No, no, he doesn't get the enemy. He silences all the oppositions. Nobody now can question it and say, who is the best player in the world? In, not, not in the world. In the history of the world, Messi. Seven ballon d'ors. One World Cup. And the thing about World Cup is, if you have not won that World Cup, it's as though your career is... Your career has no... Something is wrong with your career somehow. Because every great player... Has won a World Cup. And he just won it. Ah, ah. 
How did we get here? How, how did I even get to Mercy World Cup? Journalist. Uh -huh. So logos. Ah. Oh. Are you sure I'm able to continue this service like this? Because we just just be crying. Journalist, logos. <laughs> so logos is, is in the ancient Greek. Logos, journalists, and all of those things, they were supposed to report what has happened or what is currently happening. So the word knowledge, who can tell me? Gnosis, that's knowledge. The word knowledge is translated from the Greek word gnosis, G-N-O-S-I-S, gnosis, which refers to an experience, an experience, an experience. It refers to the word gnosis and refers to an experience. So in other words, the phrase, a word of knowledge, will mean to have a fragment of knowledge of what has happened in the past or what is happening presently. So, remember what I said again. It will mean to have a fragment of knowledge of what has what happened in the past, right? Or what? happening what presently so that is when this gift is in operation in and through the believer there will be a revelation from the spirit to the mind of the facts what are the facts fact about what people places right events actions things right that have happened or that is happening presently that's a word of knowledge Remember, we said a word is fragment, is a fragment, or, or is is a, 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 um, a word of knowledge. We refer to a, a divinely granted knowledge or a fragment of a knowledge. I would say knowledge is gnosis, which means which refers to experience. So when the word of when the word of knowledge is in the operation, you will have no details. You will know fragments of knowledge. You just have an inclination of knowledge of what has happened before and what is happening presently. A perfect example of that is that same Ananias again. Look at Art 9. A perfect example of that, let's go back to that Art 9, is that same Ananias story. We can't rule out our story. In verse 11, it says, and we can start from verse 10 when it says, um, a certain disciple named Ananias saw a vision. Ananias, you see, we are still going to come back to this thing because almost uh, we are still going to use this text a lot. In verse 11, it says, And the Lord told him, Arise, go into the street, which is called what? Street. Look at detail and inquire of the house of Judah for one soul of us for he prayed. And Ananias says, I have heard many things unto him. And the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, and all of those things. And look at more, look at another example, Act 5. Let's see. So Ananias had fact about where Paul was staying, and that was revealed to him. So can we say a knowledge of what is happening currently with Paul? Right? Can we say that? Go to a city called Street, right? A, for, in the house of one Judah, for him, behold, you will find him praying. So that means. When Ananias will go to the house, he will, he will find Paul praying. Look at detail. What was happening presently? 
So he knew the name of the street, the particular house. He knew that Paul was praying, and that Paul was, and that Paul has even seen him in a vision coming to lay hands on him. <laughs> That's wow. That's wow. Man, we gotta operate in the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Look at Acts five. Look at another one. Acts five. But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphira, wife, his wife, sold the possession and kept part of the price of his wife, also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, when they say apostles' feet, apostles' feet doesn't mean they are coming to drop it. <laughs> drop it on the feet. Too. It just means like, a, let, let me explain it in a lame term definition. Apostle feet just means like an order. It distributes like the way things are done orderly. And you get to what I'm saying. That is, we've agreed as a church now that okay, this is how we will do this. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's apostle feet. It doesn't mean they are coming to drop it on the feet. It's just called, talking about orderliness in the local assembly. That's just a lame definition. We'll study it as the years go by. There will just be a teacher called the apostles' feet. But Peter said. Ananias, why has Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? <laughs> is him? Don't mind the Peter. That guy is just funny. He's the one he's talking about. He said to lie to the Holy Ghost. How you lie to the Holy Ghost? He's the one. So to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep. Who did they lie to? Is it not him? Did they lie to? They lie to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that Peter God said, so it's too much. <laughs> but power corrupt. Absolutely power corrupt. Absolutely. <laughs> So, uh, and keep part of the price of the land. Why is it remain? Was it not thy own? After it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou conceived in thy heart to lie, and thou hast lied not unto men but unto God? Uh -uh. But where well, you can't blame him, it's like saying we've decided as a church now that what to give all everybody now give your money to, to for beauty fund. You, you now say you are holding back your money. Who did you lie to? You lied to the beautiful. <laughs> so, but you know the beauty about it? Peter knew exactly what Ananias and Sapphira had done. Even before they came. He knew their intention. He knew their actions. And it was revealed to him. So you see that we, nothing, nothing should be catching the believer on our way. And you see it. He knew everything. It's me you are lying to. You are lying to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I will never forget that story of that I used to tell you when uh, uh, we, we were with that many years ago. Mamuruda is that woman that trained us in ministry when we were much younger. And our senior, one of our seniors, she was talking to our senior and the senior was lying. And she just said this. He said, do you remember? I don't know how she caught her, how she caught him, but I'm sure it's by revelation too. She just reminded him and said, do you know what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? He, he just started telling the truth. <laughs> that story, you know, in fact, anytime I'm talking to my pastor till tomorrow, and maybe I, maybe I want to lie, or maybe I want to corner the thing. The thing just is to, it's like I used to hear Momoroda in my head. Do you remember what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? <laughs> I was just, sir, I was just say, sir, you know, that's not really what it means. Like, really? <laughs> I'll just I'll just I'll just twist my ear around telling the truth back. You know, that thing just that thing has not left me. 
I'm telling you something that has happened about 15 years ago or many years ago, but that statement has not. Anytime I'm just, do you remember what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? That's what has left to me. But Peter knew exactly what they are doing. Go to Acts 10. Let's see another one. Acts 10. Word of knowledge. So, I believe that our word of knowledge spirit or word of knowledge is getting sharper by the spirit of God. Amen, amen. Acts 10 verse 17. <clears throat> Look at it. It says, why, Now, why Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had, see, which he had seen should mean? Behold, the men were sent from Colonials, and I made a quarry of Simon's house and stood at the gate, and called and asked whether Simon, which is son of Peter, lodged there. In verse 18, why Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, arise, three men seek thee. Hiya. Before these guys came, the Spirit said, Arise, three men are looking for you. Then arise and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. My Lord and my God. I don't know about you, but I read this thing sometimes and I'm wild. Like, stand off of where you are at home. Some people are waiting for you downstairs. Go. Don't doubt whatever they say. I've sent them. Just go and meet them. And you till you go in downstairs and you open your door and you see them. <laughs> That's the kind of dimensions we are going to be working in. Though. All right, go to that. Go to that more you meet that disciple there his name is this call him this is what he will wear this is going to look like when you see him just tell him this he will follow you that's the kind of operations we are going to be working in you just be praying you just be praying you just see a sister just see a face in your and the spirit of the stand up you just just you know, tomorrow 2 p.m go to that so you meet the person this is the clothes the person will wear. You see a proper description, very, very clear. The person will be holding this on their hand. The person will have this kind of... Another sign to be very spectacular that the person will slid and fall down in the morning. So you will quickly help the person to stand up. And as the person is standing up, you just talk to the person. <laughs> then look at the verse 21. Peter will now go and the script. Like he did not know anything. When he already knew, he did, Peter went down to the men which were sent unto him for Korea and said, Behold, I am he you you seek. You don't understand. The three men have not even spoke. <laughs> said, I'm the one you are looking for. They've not they are even still looking. Who is the Peter? Who is the who is the Simon named Peter? He just came down. He just remember what Jesus did in John 18. I am he. And all of them for I am he you seek. <laughs> I am he you you seek. What is the cause wherefore you have come? But he knows so because God already showed the vision. Word of knowledge. Peter again knew by the Spirit that three men were coming to live. And so that shows that you can know facts about people, what is happening presently that was revealed to him. He just knew it. I will never forget. Um, we had a meeting. I, I'm sure the Soji will listen to this. Soji will remember. 20, I think 2015. And we saw everything i think i keep saying this story we i've still said this story a couple of times we saw everything that was going to happen in that meeting it's still very real to me because i can remember what i saw and i can remember how the events played out so let's say so we slept on the on the pulpit of the church and we had our answer we prayed and we just saw visions and we that was in the morning before the meeting and we saw it and we just said okay this is it this is it 
it's 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 just quiet, 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 quiet. Look at John one. Let's see something in John one forty five. Let's see another example there. No, we just not gifts of the spirit teaching. We'll look at more when we get to gifts of the spirit teaching. This leading of the spirit. <laughs> Don't get carried away. Hallelujah. Uh, it's still leading of the spirit who, who are still trying to process something on how all of this can lead us in the leading of the spirit. So don't don't get carried away and say uh, it's just gives you no know, we are still looking at what leading of what the spirit. Okay. Alright, look at John 1 verse 45. Philip founded Nathaniel and said unto him, We found him. Of whom Moses in the law and the prophet did write about Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And verse 46 says, Is there any then Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good come out of Nazareth? Philip said, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael beholding him and said unto him, Behold, thou art an Israelite, indeed, in whom there is no guile. Ah, Jesus told him. <laughs> Jesus gave him, so, Are you not an Israelite? In whom there is no guy. <laughs> Nathanael said unto Jesus, Ah, why do you know me? Jesus answered and said, Before Philip called thee, when thou was under the feature, I saw thee. Ah! Nathaniel answered and said, Rabbi, thou art the son. <laughs> he feared. He said, Thou art the son of God, but thou art the king of Israel. The guy is shocked. <laughs> ah, how do you know me? He said, But this is the present accurate detail. It's just like, uh, this dog, I would have given us one example, but I don't want us to get fixated on this, because this dog, we are not studying gifts of the spirit, we are studying leaders of the spirit. Another example I can give you is, John 4. That has five husbands. I said, no. Said, Even the one you are currently with. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, you know, the woman is shocked. Oh, scared. <laughs> Where would have knowledge? I told you, I think I told you the story of where I did that I watched a video of one man. This is, I don't know where you put her on, don't you? See, you guys said, he said, but you brought a prostitute to the house yesterday night. He said, no, talk that one. The person said, but you say you don't believe in my God. He said, no, talk that one, yeah. I don't believe that you expose people with word of knowledge and their details. I, I just, how many of you have noticed that? Anytime I want to talk to people, I take the mic off. How many of you have noticed it? I take the mic off. I don't want you to hear what I'm talking about. Uh, because I, it's not for sure. Um, I, my pastor used to teach us that Kenneth Higgins said it. So I just follow the same principle. When my pastor wants to talk to people, he takes the mic off. Many, there, there are times he has ministered to me that way. And he didn't announce what he was saying publicly. He just told me, Pastor, at least I have years to hear it in my ear. <laughs> you know, I just minister to the person at all. And so it varies on what you want to say, right? But I don't think it is something you have to do to. When you are ministering a large guy, just like say, I just want to tell you, I say, you have HIV. You have STD and HIV. See, <laughs> brain and brethren. Imagine we say it in like church, like in our miracles and service. Not that full service. Just say, 
I see you with STD, HIV. You know, the first thing that will come to you, everybody's mind is, wow, where did she catch <laughs> HIV from? Uh-uh. I said it, king of boys. I, I just knew it. Like, you know, they just ah, ah. Everybody don't be saying, you know, no, nobody will say it. But I'm sure deep down inside they wise are. Tell you what, I just knew it. Do you say be cooking, be cooking, cooking. Cooking, but man. Gossip with flow. I was say, don't gossip in the local church. He said, oh. <laughs> After that meeting, if somebody carries somebody inside the car, do you know that pastor Eli? They will start from that point too. Do you know that pastor Eli, that sister with STD and HIV? But, Beto, Beto, where did she catch it from? Or for all the teaching or working in the spirit? <laughs> what is it? Human beings don't forgive. Oh. Ah, <laughs> you get what? See, even if she was, even if she's ill, that we come and show the test result and say, Bridget she has been ill. Some people don't want to sit down beside her. <laughs> I'm not joking. When we say you, nobody will want to do you. <laughs> Are you getting so just discretion to those things? Are you getting what I'm saying? When you notice things like that, you don't even tell the person come out. If I see a case like that, I see somebody, I won't tell the person to raise his hand. I won't. I probably can just go and minister to the person, or I probably, if I see the case, I might not mention it. I might go around and use wisdom to talk about it. I just say, there's somebody who just have a kind of a, a problem that deals with the blood or something. Me, I know what I'm talking about. But it's better to mention that one than I see STD and HIV. You, that you are even a believer that you have, think you have grown in the world. You know, looking at the person, uh uh. Oh, let's say it is, let's say it's this one. Up all the Ojugo. Up all the coming early. Submitting report. Uh uh. Mm -mm. Ah. Oh, let's say it is. I don't want to mention this. Nobody will say. Let's say it is. Ah. Ah ah. So all your quietness is for. So you are just disguising. You are going to Buffalo every week. What are you doing there? Ah. Mm. 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 Everybody, everybody will have a C. <laughs> everybody will have a C. So you see, you don't, you don't expose cases like that. You get what I'm saying. When it comes to critical, sometimes when you notice or you just see, just go and lay and just you can whistle and say, you are ill about this. You have to go and You are ill about <laughs> You are ill from HIV and STD now! And you got a point in the you are in now! You come, come out of you now! He said, oh. <laughs> say, I need <laughs> the spirit of the, <laughs> of the STDs. No. Are you getting what I'm saying? There are, see, there are times that I've had to minister to people with critical cases like that. 
not 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 STD or no, but some conditions that you can't stay out. And I was just telling you, I said, they look at me like you want, I say you want to deny. I've seen this out to you. I say you want to deny. <laughs> I've I've had to win some cases like that before, but you don't you just have to, you know. This dog is the spirit anyway. This is leading of the spirit. Word of not wisdom. Let's do word of wisdom quickly. First Corinthians 12 verse 8 it says, For to what is giving the word of wisdom. So we said a word of knowledge. So just like the word of knowledge, the statement, the word of wisdom can better be understood as a word of wisdom which applies to having a fragment of wisdom. And the word wisdom is from the Greek word Sophia in the Greek, and it implies skill, intelligence, insight or wisdom. Skill, intelligence, insight or wisdom. In other words, a word of wisdom would, uh, would imply having a fragment of God's wisdom by the Spirit. Which means you have the wisdom, you're having a fragment of God's wisdom by the Spirit. First, this can be acquired, this, this wisdom cannot be acquired by learning. You cannot get this kind of wisdom by you went to school, you designed, no, 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 no. Or by logic or by reasoning. I just think, no, it cannot be acquired from my just think, no, no. So, so, uh, so, so, so uh, look at where, look at where Sophia. Paul used that word Sophia, that is wisdom, in chapter 1 Corinthians 1, verse 17 to. Let's look at it, 1 Corinthians 1, 17. Look at him. He says, uh, it says, For Christ sent me to baptize, but not to preach. Uh, or not to preach the gospel, not with wisdoms of words. He used not with wisdom of words, lest the, the cross of Christ should be made. Of non effect. Let's see verse 20. So we will we'll be fast. It says, Where's the wise? Where's the scribe? Where's the disputer of the world? Had God not made uh, foolish the wisdom of the world? That is the intelligence, the skillfulness of the world. Look at verse 24. It says, But unto, the, unto them which are both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power, it says, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom. Of God. Look at verse 25. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness. No, look at verse 30. Let's look at 30. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and what redemption. Look at 1 Corinthians 2 1. Let's read 1 Corinthians 2 1 to 4. It says, And I, brethren, I came not unto you with excellency of speech, nor of what? Wisdom, skill, right? Logic, reasoning, right? Uh, not uh, skill. What did we say? It is skill, um, intelligence, right? Insight, wisdom. All right. It says, I came not unto you with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God, but I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my preaching and my teaching was not what? With enticing words of man's logic, man's reasoning, right? Man's thoughts, right? but with the demonstration of the spirit and the power, so that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, right, but in the wisdom of God. Albeit we speak wisdom 
among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of the world that come from us. So the first thing to note is Paul made a very clear distinction of the wisdom of men, which is acquired. So we can say the wisdom of men is acquired by reasoning, right? Logic, right? Education, right? And which is and the spirit of God. So and he explained that the spirit of God, the wisdom of God, uh, in context now as the power of God or the or the gospel of Christ, which is prophesied in the scriptures and all of those things, is. So he made those clear discussion about the wisdom of men and the wisdom of God. Uh, the, uh, so and he explained the wisdom of, of God as the gospel. That is what God has preached in his gospel. You see that in Romans 1 verse 1 to 4. Luke 24 verse 4 to 25 where they said, Oh fool, slow about to believe. Ought not that the prophet has said, Ought not Christ to have suffered and enter into this glory. So he called that the wisdom of God. The message of the scriptures was called the wisdom of God. So in other words, the prophet had insight into what was going to do in Christ. So the best way to understand is that the prophet had wisdom as touching what God was going to do in Christ, and uh, and um, so the, so the, so that was what the so that is what the okay so that is what the um, they called wisdom. And you get what I'm saying. So when you read the scripture and we see what the gospel is all about, we can say that's the wisdom of God. So the fact that we preach the gospel today. Is called what? The wisdom of God. So the fact that Christ died, Christ was buried, Christ was, that's the wisdom of God. So, and that's what the prophet has wanted to, the prophet had insight into what God has promised. So when we when we are preaching about the Old Testament, we say, okay, what Christ has promised from the scriptures and all of those things, that's the wisdom of God. So when we start preaching motivational speakings, all of those things, that's what? Wisdom of men. Are you seeing it now? So a word of wisdom is the ability in the believer. I use the word in the believer. Because don't forget, I explained to us, I said, if you listen, if you have listened to the utterance and utterance gift in the leading of the spirit, I explained to us, I, I made you see that in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4, first, I think I probably would do this explanation again, that 1 Corinthians 12, such that you have to understand that the things of the spirit is resident in you. You have to understand that the gifts of the Spirit is well and well-breasted and rested in you. So, the word, a word of wisdom is the ability in the believer that produces a fragment, a piece, a part in an all-knowing wisdom of God to reveal facts that will happen in the future. A, it's an ability in the believer that produce a fragment, a piece, a part in the all-knowing wisdom of God to reveal facts that will happen in the future. That is, it is an insight into what God, into what God knows about the future. It's an insight into what God knows about the future which is only a function of the Spirit. It's only a function of the Spirit you can know. So when you want to give somebody a word of wisdom, I say, I just perceive that in the next couple of years, we're going to be reaching the nations even much more. And I'm saying this by the Spirit of God anyway, that we're just going to be reaching the nations much more. We're going to be much on air, when I mean on year, on every platform available for us. Is it video? Is it audio? Is it 
Is it media? Anything? We're going to be everywhere. And more men will embrace the written words much more in clarity and in precision. Now, that, what I just said now is telling you what God knows about our future. Are you getting what I'm saying? And it's only a function of the Spirit. And it's not by logic at all or by reasoning. It's not by logic or by reasoning. It's a function of the Spirit. So, it's... it's or a, You know, some people just say, I just feel like... No, it's not that I feel like. It's not I think. It's not, um, it's not a reasoning thing. It is a function of the Spirit. So when we say word of wisdom, word of wisdom reveal facts that will happen in future. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now let's look at some examples. I beg you, if you are sleeping, continue sleeping. No, so these are crucial, crucial times. So are not times to <clears throat> to joke with. Look at First uh, Acts eleven verse twenty-eight. It says there stood one of them. Look at look at an example. See, it says, I just stood up one of them, named Agabus, and signified by the Spirit that there should be a great death throughout all the world, which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. And the disciple, every man according to his ability, determined to send relief to his brethren, to the brethren which dwelt in Judea. Now, look at something. Agabus, by the Spirit, it spoke about a fact that will happen in the future. That was why why Luke says that there should be. Look, it says he stood up as Nehemiah. He said that there should be a great that because it's something that will happen. So in other words, what he said was very futuristic. But however, that brought direction to the church, such that they were able to plan, they were able to give, they were able to support the brethren that dwelt in in Jerusalem. Are you getting what I'm saying? I believe a good example of word of wisdom will be the teaching of my pastor that, that I'm still very shocked with. Before the pandemic, my pastor just started teaching a series, Staying Positive in a Negative World, and he did a teaching on healing school. And in that healing school, what he was teaching was how to heal yourself. And immediately it was done, the pandemic came. Now tell me, what are you going to use during the pandemic? Is it not that message? That is, that is by the power of God. Nobody can tell me that is, that's not supernatural. So it's just like what Agabus was doing here. He already signified that, okay, see guys, there was this, and everybody was already preparing, planning, preparing, and giving. Look at in Acts 21. Let's look at Acts 21. That's in Agabus again. Let's look at something. I want to look at, the, please, I want you to pay attention to this one very key. Let's look at this Acts 21. Don't forget, we are still doing leading of the spirit too. <laughs> we are going to see how all of these things will connect soon. Maybe not in this section, but we will see how it will connect. But I will show you a glimpse of how it will connect in this section. At 21, verse 10. Now, <clears throat> it says, And we tarried there many days, and there came from Judea a certain prophet named what? Agabus again. In verse 11, that when he was to come to us, he took Paul's gadu, and bounded his hands and feet, his own hands and feet, and said, Thus said the Holy Ghost, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owned the gadu. Who owns the gadu? 
poor, right? Is this what that happens that the man that owns this gadu will be banned and he shall deliver him to, onto the hands of the Gentiles? Now, look at Agabus reviewed what was going to happen to Paul in Jerusalem because, and that's why he said, he said so shall it be. When he said so shall, he was referring to what was going to happen to Paul in the future. And he revealed facts about the person Paul and the Jews, the activities. The Jews will deliver Paul into the hands in the place Jerusalem. Notice that some believers are spoken, are, are spoken by the Spirit also to Paul, not to go to Jerusalem. You know, they've already told Paul that, um, you know, look at in Acts 16, they've already given Paul that said he should not go to Jerusalem. That he, and this guy is now saying it again. That see you look at in Acts 21, verse 4. Look at look at that 21. Look at verse 4. That's in Acts 21. And finding disciples, we tarried there seven days. Who said to Paul through the spirit that hmm, bros, hmm, please don't go into Jerusalem? It's like your death, <laughs> your death is coming. Agabus now. You know, the disciple, you know, Saturday, Friday disciple with tired days of the hey, guy. And that's why, see, listen to me, guys. Personally, I don't joke with utterance, and you must not. It shuts your course. Prophecies chart your course. Don't joke. Don't play with utterances. In fact, I've had to have, I've had to have, uh, this is our sister here. To, to help us to write utterances for us. So I read it just so that we are on course with it. We are following things in details. Shall things that God has spoken to us to do in time past, we are looking at it again. What has not come to pass? What is left? What is, is there an instruction we have not obeyed? Are you getting what I'm saying, guys? See, look at, it says, and find this, I will say, don't go. Look at who. Agabus now came and said, see, the person that owns this gadu, he now bounded it. <laughs> so shall it be that, look at it, verse 6, 11. It says, so shall the Jews bind the man that owns this gadu and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard these things, both we and they that in the place besought him not to go. They now started begging, guy, <laughs> Don't go. Don't go. So, but that's a revelation, right? They are seeing what will happen. They are seeing what will happen. But look at what Paul said. Go to back to Acts 20. Observe that Paul was already determined via the inward witness to go to Jerusalem. I want to show you something here. Look at in Acts 20, verse 22. Acts 20, verse 22. He said, And now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing. Look at what he's saying. You know, the guy, you know the guy is smart. He said, not knowing the things that shall befall me. Uh uh-uh. uh. If you are bound, just say you are bound to go to Jerusalem. He says, not knowing things that shall befall me, save that the Holy Ghost witness in every city, saying that bounds and affliction abide me. So Paul had by the witness of the Spirit. He was compelled from within him that, see, he had to go to Jerusalem. However, it was afterwards, he had faxed. You know, he said, he already told us here that, not knowing what shall befall me, right? 
in chapter 21, they now told him. <laughs> Brethren now told him by the Holy Ghost what will really be for him. And so that shows that in verse 23, when he says, Save that the Holy Ghost witnesses in every city, saying that bounds and affliction are by me. So that shows that. That statement, Holy Ghost witnessing in every city, was a reference to the operation of the word of wisdom in and through the believers, that is, certain disciples. And don't forget, Philip, look at it now, 21 verse 8. Philip's daughters were already prophesying in verse 9. They have followed and they prophesied. So now, people were already prophesying, they were already revealing facts to him, and that were going to happen to Paul in the future. So, look at something, because um, this is where I'm going to end this. We'll pick up from this. We'll, we'll pick up the sermon of spirits um, in our next session, <clears throat> but I want you to pay close attention. Daddy, so he had this invest in chapter twenty. He said, "Not knowing what shall befall me." Right? Chapter twenty. In twenty-two, he now says, "Save that the Holy Ghost witnessing of the Spirit, witnessing in every spirit." And when he says the Holy Ghost witnessing in every spirit, that's in reference to the operations of word of wisdom. Because, and that's, and I told you, the word of wisdom is in and true believers, right? Revealing facts that was going to happen to Paul in the future. So evidently, one thing you must always know is, word of wisdom points to the facts of the future, which can come either, now let me tell you how word of wisdom can come, and you must be very careful. It can come either as an instruction. I need you to write this down, pay close attention to me. It can come either as an instruction. Hmm. You say, ah, don't do this. Oh. Don't go there tomorrow. Don't. You see, it can come either as an instruction through appearances. It can come even through appearances. You just see something. It can come as a prophecy. A word or a phrase that gives guidance or direction on what to do and where to go. What to do and where to go? A word or a phrase that, just, that you just you just hear it. Therefore, and see, you must learn to take advantage of believers' meeting. You must learn to take advantage of the fact that a fellow believer can give you a direction, because it is working within and through them. So, therefore, a word of knowledge gives information about what word of knowledge, past, right? Facts about fact of the present, right, and of the past, right? A word of wisdom does more of giving direction. So a word of knowledge points to past and present. A word of wisdom, we can say, it points to future. So it is vital for us to know that when the operation of the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom is working in and through the believer, it is, you know, I taught you the word witness, right? I've taught you the word here. You can listen to it. It is quite, hmm, I, please look at me, everybody. It's quite different from the word witness because the difference is that while a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom express facts, a word witness is where the leading is like, like how Paul is saying, I'm bound to go to Jerusalem. 
That's the leading. But word of knowledge and word of wisdom, you will have the facts specific. Are you getting what I'm saying? They will just be that fact specific. Play for me, I close. They don't be fact specific. So, even after Agabu reviewed the fact of what Jews will do to, to Paul in Jerusalem, and the brethren even heard Paul not to go because of the fact that they have seen and they've been told by Agabus, Paul went to Jerusalem. Do you know why Paul went? Do you know why Paul went? Inward witness. Now, I'm showing you how these things I'm teaching about the gifts of the Spirit is connecting now, how this revelation gift is connecting. Do you know why he went? Inward witness. He says, I am bound by the Spirit to still go. So, inward witness does as it were, it does as it were that leading. So, that shows that, listen to me everybody, look at me, don't write, just look at me. It shows that, you can actually be led to do something. But you might just not have the facts. You might not have the details. So, what's up? So, let me tell you. I've been in... Let me give you a personal example. I remember when I... Proud to starting this church. I remember, I just knew that God has called me, right? I just knew that I was to pastor, to start a church. I just, I, but I just couldn't place it. I knew I was led. I just, I just knew it that there's something off somewhere that, and I knew I was not to be in Indiana. I just knew it. Now, that's a leading, but I did not have the facts. It took me years to figure out the facts together before I eventually now arrived at Rochester. So now, see, look at that at 21 verse 11 again to 22 and 12. They told him, says, Tossier the Holy Ghost. So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that wouldn't this God do. Look at verse 13. Don't forget in verse 12 it says, And when we heard these things, both we and they that of the place besought him to go up to Jerusalem. In verse 13 it now says, But Paul answered, What mean ye to weep and to break my heart? He said, For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. So the reason why Paul went to Jerusalem was because he was still led to go. So yes, he knew he was going to die. He knew it. But he was led. Now somebody will say, Ha! Ah, but... Somebody will say, Ha! Ah, but... There's going to be danger here. Don't forget, in Acts 16, the Holy Ghost already forbade them to not preach in Asia. So... If the Holy Ghost is now telling him, he's, if he's now still feeling, I need to go to Jerusalem, he's not that same man that will not obey. Are you seeing something? As he still is, the Holy Ghost forbade us to not to go to, to preach in Asia. I'm going to say, I am bound to go to Jerusalem. Some people are now saying, 
Are we saying what they said was wrong? No. They saw that calamities was going to befall him. They saw he was going to be bound. They saw it. And he was bound and compelled in his spirit to go. So that shows that for us as believers, we must be sensitive to the spirit of God. Somebody can tell you and say, you know, before I, came, before I started, I remember before I left a particular church um, that I was pastoring then, and I see the pastor then. Now, I mean, before I went to the one I left before I started this church, I knew I was to leave the church. But guess what? A lot of people now started giving me prophecies. People will remember. A lot of people started giving me, people will remember. They started giving us prophecies and say, you know, you're not supposed to go. Ah, you know, you've been here. So many people just started giving me prophecies. Prophecies. Ah, ah. I started wondering where is all this thing coming from? They, they, they prophesy hell and eye water. <laughs> I told myself. I remember I told people, I said, I am bound to leave this church. <laughs> no knowing what shall befall me. And you know the funniest thing? It's not as if I left the church and I went to one mega church. I left, to a, I left the church and went to a church that where two or more people are gathered in a garage. People came to the garage one day and said, we should have stayed back in where we were. <laughs> I said, I'm bound to be here. <laughs> I'm just late. So sometimes, people can give you an utterance. And you say, mm, I know that this will happen. But I'm bound to do what God has called me to do. I remember when I was coming to Rochester, did I know that problems will be here? Did I know that there's going to be a lot of opposition? I can show you in my, in my ultras book. It was written all over. So when, I, when we are seeing oppositions today, they told me before I came. But you know if it was another person, they said, ah, let me go to another city. No, I am bound to come here. I am led by the Spirit to come here. So in following the leading of the Spirit, which we are going to do much more, Hallelujah. I'm teaching us this so that we can have a concise knowledge. Because a lot of us, you are prayed about something, right? Uh, let, me, let me put this in perspective for you. I believe God, one thing I'm trusting God for is the wisdom on how to communicate this to you. Some of you have prayed about certain things. You know you are led to do it. But because of the utterance that somebody gave you and certain things, you just feel, ah, maybe I should just wait. Uh, well, Pray about it. If you are really led to do it, you can be like Paul sometimes. Knowing what will befall you. Because he first said he doesn't know what will befall him. But he now had what? Word of knowledge, right? And word of wisdom, fast specific, right? Which now showed him what will befall him. So imagine Paul knowing what will befall him and he still went ahead with it. You know, somebody will tell you, you know, it's a lie that somebody will say, oh, your business will just boom. You know, it's, that's not true. You will still go through difficult times and rough times with the business. But knowing what will be called you in the business, you will still step your head into it. Right? Just like you, you start a school four years. You know that you're going to spend four years, and that four years is not going to be easy. But you still put your head inside, right? Uh, sometimes, you just have to take the bold step. Sometimes you have seen it like, I know that as I'm raising these men, some of them will leave, 
Some of them will turn on the wayside. But I'm still going to keep preaching. I know that more men will still hear my voice. More men will still eat and be receptive even much more. It might not be easy. It might not be, you know, come all together. I might be bound. I might be put. But I'm led to do what I'm doing. You know, there's such a thing like, I don't know about you, but I wake up in the morning having the peace like, I am led to do what I'm doing. I am, I am at peace knowing that I am called to preach. I am called to start the Supernatural Community Church. I am called to pastor and raise men. I, sometimes when people tell me, you know, I, I remember I was just talking with somebody yesterday and we were just talking about ministry and the person was telling me certain things. Uh, oh, as a pastor, you can do this, you can do that. I just said, okay. I didn't want to argue. Me, I know what me I'm led to do. I am bound to I have certain consecrations that I am bound to. You can say all your theories and all of those things. But I, I, I wake up with the peace knowing what I am bound to do. Such that when I'm not even doing it, I know I'm making a mistake. So are you seeing how the leading of the Spirit will flow with this? So you can be led, right? You see, so you see, you, you, you have to pick the inward witness with this issue. You pick it. You see, you, you, so sometimes you need facts, right? To show you that. So sometimes when you are, when you are picking that inward witness, when you are just, just sense this. Sometimes you need an, a detail like, what's the specifics of these things that I'm, you know, that I'm being led to do? What's the pros and cons? What's the good and the bad and the ugly? Let me know what I'm diving my head into. Did I know that we are going to have rough patches as a church? Yes, I did. Did I know that we're going to go through hell and high waters as a ministry? Yes, I did. Did I know we're going to go through name callings? Yes, I know. But did I know that we're also going to triumph and reach the nations of the world? Yes, I know. Glory to God. You know, it's such a beauty to know. You know, we have the privilege of foresight such that we know what God is saying in the future. I can't, we, you and I know what God is saying about our ministry in the next five years. Before that next five years, do we know that oppositions are coming? Yes, we know that. Do we know that things are going to be rosy and it's going to be tough? Do we know that? Yeah. Do we know that we are going to cry at some point? Yeah. But do we know that we are going to also reach men? Obviously, yes. Hallelujah. God's word is working. It's prevailing all the time. And we are being led by the Spirit. I tell you that there's no confusion with you. And you, you, just, you just have clarity of mind, clarity of thoughts in, 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 in recognizing what God has told you to do. So in, 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 in subjective leadings, right? In subjective leadings and guidance, via the revelation gates, facts are revealed to us from fellow believers in and through the in and by the spirit and it serves as guidance it serves as directions it serves as leadings to us so they are important subjects to the inward witness also so you see we looked at the inward witness last year right now we're picking up uh, why are we picking up this series this time i'm sure it's to put everything in perspective for you as a christian to give you proper knowledge right and to make you see the case of Paul as a scenario, right? Such that you can be led and you might not have facts, 
but you can see the danger you are trying to enter into and you take a bold step and say you know what i know god has sent me to that city i know that in that ministry location my pastor has given me utterances that this world this place is going to prevail and are there going to be rough patches uh, yeah police will come all of those things but it's still going to work well i still going to are things still eventually going to turn out right? Obviously, yes. Paul said, I was bound in the spirit to go to Jerusalem, not knowing what shall before me. And yet, fellow believers told him, see, guys, fellow believers told him and said, this is what will befall him. And yet, he still went inside it. You know, sometimes we have to be like Paul. You know, if it is some of you, you know, they begged him and said, Please don't go. Please don't go. Maybe some of you say, I will not go. Ah, after I say what is wrong, I will not go. Ah, this brother said it. This brother said it. Ah, even I got boost. Ah, said it. I won't go. But Paul said, I am bound to go. You know, sometimes we need to be like Paul and just act on what God has probably led us to do at some times. Just let's worship the name of the Lord and thank Him. I will probably can just pray for ourselves also that we are receptive to the leading of the Spirit even much more and more in the coming days. You know, we can just pray for ourselves that we are sensitive to the leading of the Spirit. We, are, we, we, we know God's voice. We know His recognition. We, we can put all the facts and details together. We, 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 we know what to do. Just let's lift